We are joined in studio in our South Africans Doing Great Things section by Tando Tabeto, radio, DJ, actress, television host, and the first ever South African brand ambassador for Nivea. Good evening, Tando. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for <laughs> so joining pretty. us. Yeah. So <laughs> la- the last time I saw you was, well, I saw you, you didn't see me. I was in Durban watching you present the South African Music Awards oh, last really? weekend. You were yeah, there. yeah. And you did such a great job. Thank you. Were you nervous? No. Really? I wasn't. And the reason I think is because I didn't quite understand what was happening. The, the how big yeah. the it moment was. It actually only hit me today. <laughs> I won't even lie to you. It hit yeah. me today. I was um, in makeup at work and um, we're listening to the radio and a, a song came on, Nati's song, Inclusio, mm-hmm. which is the song, if you watch the show, uh, so Mizi performed a little skit yes. of it. So yep. when that song played, it took me back there and it, it's only then I was like, hell, <laughs> do you understand what you just did this past weekend? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I'm lucky that it didn't because otherwise I probably would have been hella nervous and maybe fluffed my lines. Oh, you did pretty well. Thank you. It was very, very impressive. Did Thank your, you. Th- did your Twitter notifications melt? Yeah, I didn't touch my phone until Monday. <laughs> really? Yeah, so from messages to Twitter to WhatsApps to please call me. <laughs> <laughs> to please call me. I, I was inundated, but it's all love. It's all love. Yay. What kind of uh, preparation must have you gone, gone through? Because you said like for some, that's nerve-wracking. I mean, presenting the summers mm-hmm. at such a young, tender age. And you went through it with uh, consummate ease, as it seems. And later you were like, oh my God. So like, what kind of preparation did you go through for you to be so resolved? I actually don't know. <laughs> I really, like, I think I might have gone mad for a couple of days. <laughs> but I mean, I knew, what, two months before the show? Mm-hmm. So when I was told, obviously beyond excited yeah. um, and then it was a while until we could tell everybody else mm-hmm. so between that time you, you you just excite about everybody else knowing as well and then it happens and then before you know it you're at rehearsals but mm-hmm. when you're at rehearsals you're just rehearsing for a show mm-hmm. and when the show happened I swear so Mizu couldn't even speak like <laughs> like backstage he didn't want to speak to anyone Ooh, really? he just could not speak I was what? it's the weirdest thing I was so chilled about it I think I, the only time I was nervous was that first walk onto stage mm. and then once I said the first line it was pretty smooth sailing it's also been quite a big year for you because uh, you moved on to mid-mornings yes. on 5. Yes. The 10 to 1 slot. Mm-hmm. The Tanda to Booty show. Yeah. to Booty. Yeah, Tanda to Booty. So hey, how's yeah. that going? That's pretty massive. It is pretty massive. I've actually just been nominated for You Spectacular Award as well for nice. Favourite Radio Personality. Uh, people can vote 33150. I mean, while you're here. While I'm here. 12D33150. I mean, we've only been on air now for what? Uh, four months? Yeah. Uh, wait, maybe five months. So, I mean, it's still young, but um, I mean, for me to be nominated already is a big deal. And I also think, I mean, I do the show with Justin Turin mm-hmm. and we've we've somehow gelled so naturally. It's it's the weirdest thing. It, it, it's as though we've known each other for years. Okay. Is, is, is the age thing a factor or is it just, uh, do people approach you as a professional when they hear about your age? Are they surprised? I don't know. When it comes to radio, I've actually been on radio for almost or have done radio for almost eight years mm. i'm only 25 there's not many 25 year olds that can say that no. so if you're going to put age in the factor you must also put number of years of experience yeah, yeah. so i don't think it should be a factor no so did you always want to get into media because now you're doing radio you're doing tv uh you're acting mm-hmm. was that always part of the plan how did that happen the for you? plan was to be an actress mm-hmm. and to be a tv presenter radio was never the plan aha uh-huh. 
why did you want to get into acting? What were you watching? What made you go, that's the thing I want? Generations. No, well, <laughs> everybody watched Generations. <laughs> Don't even lie. But no, it wasn't Generations. But I, I mean, I did school plays. Uh, you know, a lot of young people do school plays. And mm. it's really in school that you kind of get a feel of what it is that you're interested in. And I think that's where it stemmed for me. I did my first play in grade six, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a lead role. I was like in the background choir. But I watched the actors who had the lead roles do what they do. And I thought, wow, what an incredible thing to do. Mm. And was yours like a, you know, everyone, I guess, imagines a fairy tale story when someone decides, I want to act, I want to sing, I want to get into entertainment or mm. the arts. You know, you imagine the kind of fame fairy tale story where it's a little bit hard and then it gets a little bit easier. And we saw a couple of weeks ago a conversation about open the industry with people saying, well, you know, we also want to get in. So when you were starting out, was it, I guess, the, the fairy tale story or was it the, you know, the knocking on many, many, many doors? Sure, ask Wasanga, he was there through it all. It was many a knocking on many a doors. Um, I mean, I think the first audition I went to, I was 13. The first job I cracked that I could say is an actual job was when I was in second year. Mm -hmm. So I was then 18. So it took that many years just for the first job. So I, I kid you not, I've probably been to about mm. 200, 300 auditions really? with no money to catch a taxi. I'd walk from like Newark <laughs> to UJ. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I'd walk to wherever I need to be. So with the whole open up the industry conversation, it actually got me very fired up because mm. I think a lot of young people expect things to be handed to them. Yeah. You know, when they say, ooh, Tando, but why are you on radio and on mm. TV and, and, and? But I'm like, why not? I've, I've grinded. I've worked my way to where I am. Why do you feel entitled? Why must I hand over my hard work to you when you're just sitting on your phone? While you're tweeting me, you could be Googling an agent. Surely then, I mean, one of the things that came up was, I think perhaps people don't, there isn't, um, and who was saying this? Ah, it was when we were speaking to Bonang, she was like, one of the things is perhaps we don't, as in her, you people in the industry, don't show the, the grittiness of it the hard work, mm. the long hours, the nose, etc. You kind of see the final mm. product where Tando Tabete is on Generations mm. or she's acting in a film, she's in Mrs. Right Guy. She's on Five. She, you know, and there isn't the, I guess, the background story because also I guess in many ways that's not, that's not what entertainment is about. I think I'll speak for myself in saying when given the platform and the opportunity, I'm very open and willing to share my journey. And I don't know why some people find... I think there's a beauty in sharing that backstory. Somebody was telling mm. me... I forgot who it was, but it was a conversation I was having last week where they were saying a specific artist was the PA before they became what they are. Yeah. And I'm like, how come I've actually never heard that? And then you stop and you think these are the stories we actually need to hear mm. that you were PA before you were the superstar that we today know. Mm. So speaking for myself, given the opportunity I share those stories, I mean, I do a lot of talks with young people and uh, I mean, I did one with Take a Girl Child to Work Day recently and I kind of outlined my journey as to how I got to, well, got to where I am today. Mm. Not to say it's the end of the journey, it's got a long way to go. But uh, just the steps that I've taken so far mm. and that it hasn't been an easy road. Mm. And also, let's understand that for some, it has been an easy road. So there's not a story to tell. Speaking to... Okay. Sorry, Tando. Fair. So the idea that there's also not one story. Not, mm. not everyone has the... Yes. And it, and it will be different. So for someone else, it was a little bit easier or uh -huh. it was different. Uh -huh. And for someone else, it will be a very 
different story because again i think uh my biggest thing is i think people don't might not know what that story look like looks like so people they assume, assume that oh, okay well i i think it went this way or the little i know says it went that way yeah Speaking to Tando Tabete, our South African doing great things, DJ, actress, television host, and the first ever African brand ambassador for Nivea. If you have any questions for her, you can uh, call us on 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. Also taking your SMSs on 31702 or 31567. We are talking to Tando Tabete in our South African doing great things uh, slot. She is a South African DJ, actress, television host, and the first ever African brand ambassador for Nivea. Now, Tando, recently you were hospitalized for exhaustion <laughs> and so many other things. And what exactly happened? It's so dramatic. Someone says on, on Twitter, actually, he's like, but this person was in hospital not yeah. so long ago. Now she's working again. So what actually happened? I walked into hospital, <laughs> so I was not hospitalized. Okay. okay. I, was, I was suffering from a very bad cold. And it was a case of by the time I got home, there was no GPs opened. So I lived down the road from a hospital. So I went to a hospital <laughs> and then they put me on a drip. Oh. So I did caption, it's just a drip, nothing major. Mm. And then I was there for a couple of hours and then I went home. Do you take a picture from hospital? I did. <laughs> <laughs> we love the drama. Never miss a moment. <laughs> the drama, darling. But on, on a more serious note, you do have such a frantic lifestyle. How do you um, uh, make time for Tando to just rejuvenate and get back to being yourself? It's such a competitive environment. You always need to be on top of your game, doing better, gauging everyone who's your competition, competitive advantage, all of that. How do you just switch off and just get time to restore and uh, get I think we just back. we take ourselves so seriously a mm. competitive advantage <laughs> <laughs> what I do is just what I do like I, I never f- I'm so fortunate in that I go to work and it doesn't feel like work yes it's sometimes long hours and yes I get tired and yes sometimes I get ahead of myself and don't stop to rest but it's it's I enjoy what I do so I, it doesn't feel like work I'm tundra all the time mm. Mm. Oh, okay so when you say like <laughs> you said we take ourselves so seriously. Yeah. Do you think again? Isn't that what people want? Why? I don't know. The I drama, mean, drama, excitement. You part want of to me know thinks, is, isn't that you know that whole like you know it's going to take me. <laughs> Kim Kardashian's face takes four hours. Her full face yeah. takes four hours. If she's doing like a light face, it takes two hours. Yeah. Right. And part of me thinks because oh my god, it's so self-involved. No, no, no. But there's also a level to which I think there's a genuine interest in that kind of thing but then again with her it's what she likes i think if for her it felt like work she wouldn't do it i mm. mean have you ever seen kim kardashian not look like she's posing for a selfie no <laughs> she's always yeah. ready you know what i mean <laughs> that surely then that must be who she is is it not granted she makes money from that exactly because she is her she herself and I, and I admire that a lot actually mm. she is the she is the brand she is the thing yes it's not her voice it's not her no. acting so she is the she's thing. fully immersed in being Kim Kardashian. So she wakes up and she's making money Understand. by being Kim. Yes. We are, we are taking your calls if you'd like to join the conversation. It's 011-883-0702-021-446-0567. You can SMS us on 31702 and 31567 or tweet us at Radio 702 and at Cape Talk. Okay, so 2016 so far for you, new radio show, uh, co-host of the arguably the biggest awards in the country, the SA Music Awards. Probably the biggest. Probably the biggest but then also a movie Mrs. Right Guy yes. uh, starring alongside Tabula Mugwena Dineo Mugetzi and that seems to have done quite well in the opening weekend yes how we- did that come about um, it actually we shot it two years ago 
So it's been a while. They mm-hmm. had auditions for the film um, two years ago, mm-hmm. and I the role and yeah that's pretty much how it happened did you did you get the role you had auditioned for no i actually auditioned for dinella's role which was the lead role which was google yes and then i got anna so uh-huh. she beat me to it but, <laughs> <laughs> but i love me some dinella she did an incredible job we actually hit a million um mm. in three days of it you know being in cinema so it's pretty fantastic. awesome fantastic really yeah wait hold on a million tickets sold or a million rand a million rand in box office oh that's pretty good. It is pretty awesome. So now, what's next? Next is we hit the next landmark. What is the next landmark? Um, I mean, obviously, you look at um, happiness and how well uh, happiness is a four-letter word did. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that would be, you know, what we're reaching for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully, if people can go out in their numbers, Mrs. Wright guides out in cinemas nationwide. And then, you know, there's always the argument about, well, so how do we make film better? Or how do we support the industry better? What do you think is the thing? Because everyone has an idea. Some people say, well, we need to make better films. And then Mm. you get a really, really good film. And, you know, some people say, no, it's a distribution issue. No, it's a marketing issue. What do you think for you is the thing that the film industry needs? I think it's unfair for people to say to South Africans, go and watch a movie because it's South African. That's, That's unfair. That's saying go and be bored. But because it's made here at home, just just go watch it anyway. So I think we're moving in a direction where we are obliged to make movies that are entertaining movies that speak of a South African culture that is out of what the world sees us. So out of the struggle, out of just AIDS, you know, movies that speak about the urban culture, how, you know, the everyday South African lives, which is what happiness did, which is what Mrs. Right guy uh, did. And I think that's why we're hitting the numbers that we're hitting because people are able to resonate with what the movies are now saying Mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, speaking of what the world expects us to speak of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a very, um, I hope not too generic question, uh-huh. but I'm going to ask you to choose between acting. What, if, if you could choose a passion, which one weighs more? You know, like a mother loves both their kids, but between acting... There's always a favorite. There's always a favorite between acting and uh, presenting and um, the whole t- uh, the other aspect of your career and uh, being a, a radio personality. What would you choose? It would have to be acting and radio a very close second. Why acting? You just kind of, you kind of, leave the world for i mean i go to work every day and when i'm in a scene you forget what the hell is happening in your life (laughs) like if you got problems at home you just you forget Mm. now you in your character's problems and it's nice to have their problems because you leave those problems but then you come back to real life and you're back to your own problems it's an escapism of some sort i always say actors are, are not okay in the head i always think Mm. actors are, are the most bizarre people i know they they yeah they they've got issues so what's your issue now that you've brought it up honey child (laughs) now we're here we'd need like three hours (laughs) now we're here what would you say is your thing no look i I think by that i mean we have split personalities Mm -hmm. so we're the kind of people that talk to themselves and reply to themselves like like i I say i do that a lot so then you maybe you're in the wrong business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> had a very insightful conversation actually with uh, Terence Howard and Taraji Hilson. They, in the, they were in the country for the Empire mm-hmm. uh, show and uh, in, actually in Joburg. One of the questions that came up for Taraji is that there's two types of actors. Terence says that he's those are actors that actually immerse themselves into a character and th- it takes a long time for him to get that character out of him. Taraji said that it's difficult for the cookie character to get, she, she finds it easier, sorry, to get out of character. Do you find the switch easy as well? 
I think for me, it's dependent on what's happening with the character at the time. I think for the hardest I've had was a scene I did a couple of weeks ago where, okay, I don't want to give away too much now because on today's <laughs> episode, she was like, she mm. proposed to and she said yes. So I don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, it's, it's a scene where she's heartbroken and she cries and she kind of confides in a friend of hers. And me and this character in real life are really close as well. So I found myself crying with her, both of us crying once they've called cut. We literally couldn't stop crying. Really? Because we were stuck in in that moment. It's a very emotionally draining mm. thing. I know who was, there was an actress I was speaking to, um, Masasa, uh. and she said, and for her it was because she was playing a baddie, and she said she found it very difficult being a baddie because a you need to you need to access quite a dark place but also then people and it was a thing Pamela Numvete who played the infamous um said where but then people cease to be able to tell the difference yeah. between Pamela Numvete and Zigilukele. And do you find that with you there is that or people can tell, oh no 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 this is not this is not that person. This is actually Utando. It's actually weird because some people know Tando outside of generations. So they just know Tando Tabete. And I imagine some people don't know Tando Tabete and they just know my character Nolwazi. Mm. So the, I, the only way I can tell is who they ref, the first point of reference. So if they say Tando, I'm like, okay, they know Tando. If they say Nolwazi, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, generations. You know, that's the you only way I'm, I'm able to, to tell the difference. Can you tell us a bit more about your partnership with Brutal Fruit and the Netball what exactly is happening? Are you getting netball exposure? What is the idea behind oh, it? N- so the Brutal Fruit thing was uh, a campaign that we're running for cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. And I, they just basically asked me to volunteer. But the Tando Tabete Women's Day Netball Challenge is something I do annually in August uh, in celebration of Women's Day. So every year we have, um, you know, different reasons for doing it. For the past two years, um, it's been centered around raising awareness against women abuse. And uh, this year is all about women taking their power back. Um, We had the hashtag Make It Stop campaign that ran uh, last year, which was an incredible success. And I hope to do something even better this year. And do you find it easy to... Again, uh, I guess pick a cause or pick a thing and and have an opinion on it because often and again this is from other interviews and other conversations people say well you you don't pick a side or a cause and you you're like well why don't you pick a side or you do and it's so you're doing it for publicity do you find that it's difficult to navigate that space that uh, you know there's Tando the person but also Tando the brand because you're also a brand you're building Mm -hmm. a brand you do all of these things and often it's very difficult to kind of separate the two I think I've been very vocal about my feeling towards women empowerment Mm -hmm. and it's kind of been aligned with Tando so I've I think and I hope I've communicated well that it is one and the same thing. They don't run parallel. They are the same thing mm. in that Tando is a woman that is about women and about growing women and about empowering women and about speaking for women. It's it's all that I've been about. Mm. And that's how I've run the Netball Challenge for the past two years. So choosing a cause, there's very few things I'm able to speak about and speak passionately, passionately about uh, than women and you know women's rights and women empowerment and speaking for women and especially young girls yeah and and, and empowering them and trying to again tell my stories and do you find it easy to get men involved especially when discussing issues of gender violence or gender empowerment gender equity 
Do you find you're able to speak to... Look, I think it would be the correct thing to say yes because those are the people that need to be spoken to as well. Yeah. But I'll be honest and say no. I think I wouldn't... I mean, I'd be able to speak to them, but I think they would need somebody to speak from mm. the heart. You know, somebody who would speak from a point of feeling because mm. it's only mm-hmm. when you speak from feeling that you're able to make others feel. So, no. My answer would be no to that. How do you feel around um, privacy? We know South Africans, we are very, in terms of uh, personal space, we are very, we would say Ubuntu, but we kind of overstep our boundaries. How do you feel about personal space and being a South African celebrity and managing your private life and what do you share? Do you share some of it? And people feel entitled to you. How do you manage that? I think what you put out there is what people will inquire about. I mean, if I'm going to put my relationship out there, then... I can't get upset if somebody asks about it because, I mean, I put it out there. Mm. But then again, I'm also a girl and I want to show the world that I'm in love. You know, it's a natural thing to do. Yeah. So it's hard as well to shy away from that because I want to be a normal girl and mm. show that he bought me this and he <laughs> took me there and he loves me. Yeah. You know, how do I feel? I don't take it. I don't think about it. I don't mm-hmm. take it too seriously. Really? Mm. You have such a tough skin. <laughs> I always I always I envy people who can do that who are just like, well, you know, whatever. What and were you always like that or did you have to learn it? I think you learn. I think I mean so I swear I, I'd have to live in another country I guess to to be able to, you know, prove this. But South African Twitter has probably got to be the cruelest, right? <laughs> so from that Hey, you hey, hey, there's American Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it must be worse, hey. American Twitter's tough. They roast you like, like, like crazy. They find... I can, yeah, it's probably worse. It's okay, it's probably worse. But <laughs> I, we're probably a close second then. Yeah. Probably. But I mean, from that, after you get a hated on and have mm. all sorts of mean things said to you, you're bound to just be like, ah, on to the next. Really? Mm. I think the more, the meaner people get, the easier it gets. We've got an SMS here saying that, Tando, I love your movie. I hope it goes national. And I have a question for you, Tando. Do you, if you could act with any uh, act, actor or actress internationally, who would that be? Would it be a local? It can be a local. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Why, Leo? I love him. I think he's, I think he's incredible. He, he loses himself in everything that he does. Like mm. He just throws himself in. It's so admirable. Okay. And then someone on Twitter saying here, in fact, it was right at the beginning of the interview when we said we'd be speaking to you. uh, And he says, please say hi to her thigh. Mm -hmm. So your thigh got a lot of attention on Saturday. Is that normal? No. Does that happen to you? Like, you know, just on the regular? It's never happened to me. Really? But I'm glad it did because I've been working at the gyms. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was actually shocked to see that that happened. Really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, no. I didn't, I didn't think that would happen. No, your your thigh was big business it on, has, on Saturday. It has night. its own Twitter handle. <laughs> wow, at Tabuti's so, thigh. At Tando's thigh. At, oh my goodness! You yeah. run a Twitter account for your dog. I do. I've <laughs> always found that very strange. Why do you run a Twitter account for your dog? Because my dog has the biggest personality, <laughs> and I think it's only fair that I share it with the world. As in an actual personality, or one that you in your? Because I have a dog, no, and, like an and actual, I imagine mine has a dog a personality. No, but they all. Have have personalities they just un- they don't express themselves the same way we do but they all have personalities uh-huh. <laughs> you're not like i'm crazy <laughs> oh, i'm like uh-huh. i don't know why she's no, like, no really all mm. dogs have personalities i mean i grew up with dogs and i'm able to tell you know the kind of personality each dog has mm. and my dolce she's like 
She's crazy. She's like going through her teething ages right now. She's, yeah, she's on her worst behavior. <laughs> Someone else on 31702 <laughs> saying, love you, Tando and Generations. You make Thank watching you. the show exciting. Thank you. So you're doing quite a lot at the moment. I mean, on one of the biggest television shows in the country, on one of the biggest platforms, radio platforms in the country, uh, just hosted an award show. Uh, what else are you doing? Um, we just finished shooting uh, Ones and Twos, which is um, it's basically a talent search for mm-hmm. the next biggest DJ. Mm-hmm. I do it with Spectacular and DJ Naves. Uh, so they're the judges and I present the show. It's mm. in its third season and it debuts in July. What is your ultimate thing? The thing where you will sit back and go, I've made it, like your Oprah moment. When I win an Oscar, that's the ultimate goal. Okay. And actually, leaning towards the question, I also wanted to ask: um, what, what, what do you think about uh, awards? Do you think that you need the acknowledgement? Are they important? Are they important from a marketing aspect or personally as just acknowledgement that you're doing okay? Does it really matter to you? It does. You mean me, or you mean like for a musician? For even? you, as a as an artist, anyone who's an artist. I think for anyone that's an artist mm. to be recognized by your country, by your peers, uh, by those that came before you is a huge deal. I mean, not only does your rate go up, right? Mm. It also means people stop and kind of pay mm. attention and take notice. It just puts you on a platform where they're saying these are the people of the best of the best. We are saying you stood out. Yeah, and, you know, you're doing something great. So I think yes, they matter. And do you think? How do you feel about um, the? Do you think South Af- a lot of South African um, artists or entertainers go overseas and they try to make it? It's so competitive. Um, I like using this example of a bus station where I saw this uh, homeless gentleman was bringing uh, singing Brian McKnight. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And I was like, wow, this is the competitive nature of it. Do you think it's important? And then Americans uh, say a lot of entertainers and uh, professionals from that side say it's important for you to make it at home before you go overseas. Do you feel that it's, uh, it's, it's important to do that before you go overseas? I think it's important for you to do what feels right. What for you feels like the natural progression. I can say within my career, everything I've done, I've been led by a higher power. So everything has worked for me in the way I believe it should work. I think if you in the back of your head know what the end goal is, uh, the universe, call it God, call it what you like, sort of aligns itself to make that happen for you. But it doesn't mean to say you must just be sitting at the mm. bus stop playing the song. It's You're not going to magically be on a stage. Like, I, like <laughs> you actually have to put in the work. Some, something must happen. Something must happen. But I do think that if you know what your end goal is, whether it means you must start here, whether it means somehow you're going to skip this stage. It's the same thing we were talking about. Some, you know, some journeys are are short, some journeys are longer Mm. than others. So some people will skip certain steps and some people will have to go the long route. But if you know what the end goal is, I think that's pretty much all that matters. And that's Tando Tabeta, South African, doing great things for this week. Tando, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on what I think has been a really, really good year for Mm. you. Awesome, thank you. Movie, new show, Salmon, Blessings generations. On blessings. blessings on blessings. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, guys. And I hope there's more. Oh, yes. Magwandi. Best believe. Thank All you very much time. for joining Thank us. You. That's Tando Tabeta. You can follow her on Twitter. She is at Tando underscore Tabete. Uh, and also, she's on 5 between 10 and 1 p.m. Monday to Friday. On the Tando Tabuti show. Why Tabuti? I've always wanted to know. I didn't want to it ask was, it. It was actually a caller. I, I used to do a show with Roger Good. Yeah. Um, and a caller called in and randomly was like, Tando Tabuti. And we were like, oh my goodness, that's so cool. And I've always wanted a nickname. So, because my name is so boring, Tando Tabeta. So I was like, Tabuti, that no, could work. Not. Did you ever give them royalties? Um, shh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Don't give them ideas. 